This is Dr. Karen Wilson-Starks, and welcome to my podcast series, The Voice of Leadership. All right, today, let's have a little fun, and let's talk about Cupid in the workplace. So what if the love bug hits you at work? Well, here are the upsides of workplace romance, and there are a few upsides. One is work can be a very wholesome place to meet someone. Very wholesome because you're not at a bar where everyone's drunk or something like that. And you'll have lots of opportunities to see this person in action day to day over time. So that's an upside of meeting someone at work. Number two upside would be that you obviously may share some interests in common because you are in the same workplace. So maybe there's some natural compatibility because there's some common denominator that drew you to the same organization. And then thirdly, You can, as I said earlier, safely observe them for a while to learn about their character. So this prospect in the workplace, who you might consider dating, you get a chance to see how do they treat other people? What is their work ethic? What kind of attitude do they have? What kind of language do they use when speaking to others? So all of these are the upsides of Cupid in the workplace. Now, of course, you know, there are some things to be aware of. So there are some questions that you also should ask yourself before you get bit by the love bug at work. So number one, ask yourself, how will I feel if this relationship doesn't work out? As we know, everybody we date doesn't necessarily become our long-term partner or spouse, and sometimes we break up. Secondly, will I still be able to work here if we do break up? Will I be able to see their face day in and day out? You know, what's going to be the impact on me? And then thirdly, what impact will our relationship have on the office? So it's not just about you, but you also have to think about the office dynamics and what impact the relationship will have on others. Those are questions to ask yourself on the front end. Now, there are also some watchouts and maybe some practices to avoid. So number one watch out is don't date bosses or direct reports, okay? There's a power difference when you're dating someone who's at a different level in the organization. So if you are the senior person, there can be an impression even if not an intention, there can be an impression of undue pressure or coercion and the subordinate person might actually feel that they didn't have many options and choices to say no to you concerning this dating relationship, which then gets into the area of sexual harassment potentially. So you want to avoid dating where there's that power differential, you know, bosses, direct reports. Also, When there's a boss and direct report relationship, even though you might not be playing favorites, you could have the appearance of favoritism 
in terms of other people. And remember, we said, you want to take a look at what's the impact of your relationship on others in the office. You want to be very aware of that. There could be some difficulty avoiding this perception of bias. That bias could be positive or negative. Maybe you're harder on the person you're dating, but still, it may be difficult to be even in that sense. So dating bosses, dating direct reports, put that on the watch out and practices to avoid list. Number two that goes on the avoid list would be don't date married people. (laughs) Consider them off limits. (laughs) Because remember, not only now are you affecting others in the workplace, but you're also potentially causing significant family disruption. And because now you're causing family disruption, there could be some retaliation, anger, and revenge from that spouse who may come to the workplace in a jealous rage with their weapon to do you physical harm. So that's not a good thing at all. And such relationships also cause a lot of distraction and gossip in the workplace. So the military is very well aware of this. And so they actually have a prohibition against dating married people. And you can actually be imprisoned for adultery in the military. And a lot of people don't know that, but that's just a little nuance of information. And then the third watch out I would say here, and the things not to do is, or rather I'll put it this way, be sure to accept no if someone doesn't want to date you. So it's okay. Maybe you ask them once and they might say no, and perhaps you might ask them again. Do not be a pest. Don't ask them every week. Don't go every day. If they say no, remember you don't want to end up in the sexual harassment zone So accept the no. All right, so now we've got all that out of the way and you see someone you want to date. So what are the best practices? Number one, I would say this, take your time. Keep the relationship very platonic so that you can get to know this person. And remember, you want to guard your reputation as well as theirs. You don't want to provide any fuel in the workplace for people to be talking about you in a negative way. The other part is when you start adding what I'll call sexual intimacies to this platonic relationship, that can cloud your judgment. You might miss some important flaws that you need to see in this person, and you might find it very difficult to separate from them and to return to coworker status if things don't work out. So number one, take your time, keep it platonic, get to know the person. Number two, prioritize work during work hours. So sometimes when the love bug hits people, you find them chatting at their desk and always together. But remember, your employer has you there to do work. So during work hours, do work. Number three, I would say, be discreet. You don't want everyone in your business. This makes it easier in case you do choose to break up if you're being somewhat discreet. Now, I'll say something about this discretion. And this is just a caution about workplace romances and affairs. And I'd put it this way. You are usually the last one to know that everyone else already knows 
about your workplace relationship. So just because they are talking about it doesn't mean that they don't know. So just keep that in mind. As I'm talking about this, I will disclose and share that I had a very significant workplace romance myself. When I was in the military and I was stationed at the U.S. Military Academy at West Point, I started dating someone who was a tactical officer for one of the cadet companies, and I was the clinical director of the Cadet Counseling Center. We were both peers. We're both Army officers. We did not work in the same office, and so we didn't really have to see each other every day. However, there were times our paths would cross because of some meetings that my boss conducted in the workplace. So we followed most of these rules I'm sharing with you in terms of how to be successful. And now, after more than 30 years of marriage, our workplace romance has worked out quite well. And the same can happen for you. As a workplace employer, as a workplace leader, even if you haven't yet had to address a workplace romance, chances are that you might have to do it in the future. In other words, your workplace is not immune from the workplace love bug. In fact, Cupid's arrow may have already struck someone. So whatever your circumstance or situation is in the workplace that may be affecting morale, may be affecting your people, feel free to give me a call. We can get, we can talk about what's the best way to walk through some of those scenarios or what are some of the policies and procedures you might want to think about and make sure that you have in place so that everyone is safe when Cupid's arrow is flying in the air. So thank you so much, and I look forward to talking to you next time. You've been listening to The Voice of Leadership with me, Dr. Karen Wilson-Starks. For more information, please visit my website, transleadership.com.